It's a good show. Hi, this is John Easdale from Dramarama, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with your host, Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Wherever you are, put in questions with the songs, which we will randomly select. Here with the help of our friends, Synchronicity. Now it's time. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. It's the Radio 8 Ball. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. And Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here in the studio at Starburns Industries in Burbank, California, with omnivore recording artists, Dead Rock West. Say hi, guys. Oh, hello, hello, DJ. Hello. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, hi, DJ. Hello, uh, hello, Mike. <laughs> Who am I? And they are, they're inviting all these wonderful guests to be here. And, and, and I'm like, I, I think everyone who's involved with Starburns or knows what's going on is kind of blown away. Like, how did, how did Andras get all these folks from the band X to be on their show? <laughs> and it's because he's friends with Dead Rock West, who are so cool. And they, and so on our last segment, we were joined by John Doe. And now we're joined by another founding member of this, you know, I guess now like official Los Angeles punk rock band X. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, DJ Bonebreak. Well, hello. Great to be on. <laughs> yeah. Honored. Yeah, oh, it's it's our honor, really. So, uh, so how do you know these? How do you know these Dead Rock West cats? Jail. Well, I mean, I I have been drumming with them for a number of years now. And, That's correct. Um, I was trying to remember how I met Cindy. I think I think the first time I met Cindy, uh, I was playing at McCabe's with Sid Strahd. She came she came on stage to be a guest vocalist. I think yeah. I could be wrong, Cindy. Am I wrong? No, I think you're and, right. I, I forgot about that, DJ. You're right. And then I met uh, Cindy through. Oh, I forget. I mean, you know, Cindy sings with uh, backup for John Doe, and we, you know, we do a bunch of projects together. I sometimes play in that band, and and uh, yeah, I, I, I was a substitute drummer for Dead Rock West for a while. Now I seem to be <laughs> the, the only, main drummer. The real substitute. Drummer. <laughs> you've, you've you've been the drummer on three of our four records. That's true. <laughs> three records. Yeah. Three of four. Uh, so, three of four. <laughs> and also, uh, you know, uh, sometimes Frank helps me build things because I don't know how to build things. He's he's a very good carpenter, and he just built uh, your nice a, DJ a for me. And I, I helped a little bit. I, I was a gopher. We built this massive... And, uh, yeah. I held screws, and I, yeah. I lifted things, yeah. but he did a fine job. So Thank you, DJ. I know him as we... a carpenter. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so you're sort of... So I didn't know this, Frank. You're sort of like the Harrison Ford of the... Of the oh. North Hollywood uh, yeah, songwriter sure. you community, know that, you know he sure, was he was a carpenter. He, was, he built studios. Yeah, all but I over don't Hollywood. fly airplanes. I wished I could, but my eyesight's probably not good enough. Well, you, you can. That's something you have to look forward to in another life. Ah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> 
So, uh, so you play. You are. You, you claim to be just the substitute. I guess that's how they keep you in, or how, like how does that work? Is, does that do you feel more secure? Are you like a guy who doesn't like to commit, and it's like you like to be like, I'm just, I'm no, just working no, this not session. No, no, <laughs> they just the, the band doesn't play that often. I mean, you know, they sorry, they play all the time. No, it's, you know, it sometimes they play as a duo. Sometimes they play as a band, and most of the gigs, unless I'm, I'm on tour, I've been I've been the drummer. So. You know, if we do a tour, I'll, I'll go on the road. But it's, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing to take a full band on the road. You know, everyone in the band is very, you know, uh, is very accomplished and they've got a lot of things going on, let's say. That's why they're so good. Well, actually, you, you know? know, this is a really good time to presence the band. Like, who? So you're a member of the band. Who else? Who else do you feel like is the? And I, I, again, I'll bring you in on this one, Cindy. Oh yeah. Who do you feel like well, is the the core? The core Dead Rock West band. That would be uh, DJ Bonebreak, of course. Of course. David J. Carpenter, Phil Parlapiano, Jeff Perlman, ah, a newer member. Been on Radio 8 Ball. And uh, Frank and myself. Ah, okay. That's, that's six people. Awfully good band. That's a good, it's <laughs> a right. really good band. And I mean, you know, I, I played with uh, David J. Carpenter, the bass player, with Gregory Page and the Troubled Sleepers. <laughs> And uh, back in the 1900s, and uh, you know everybody is we're everybody is good friends, and and like it's it's a beautiful connection. You know, Cindy and I have been singing since we recorded our first songs in 1999. So, um, you know, we've been been playing for a while and, and singing together for a while and this band has over the years just naturally kind of fallen together and when we do get gigs where we have the opportunity to have the full band it's it's just a joy for not for just me and Cindy I think just for everybody because it's it's such a good band you know the combination of players and the quality of musicianship is so high you know when when the band is that good it, it just makes singing for Cindy and I so much not just easier, but it, it, it actually propels you to another place to be even better. That's that's what a great and band is. the engine, you and know. And particularly DJ's the, the great engine. drummers. Yeah. You know, that's, that, that makes all the difference. He's the motor. We're just the hood ornaments. Yeah. What do you think about that, DJ? Do you feel like the motor? Uh, you know, like an old motor, yeah. like an old jalopy. <laughs> I guess I am. I guess I am a motor. <laughs> it's not like the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> <laughs> turkey surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just, I love it. I feel like every segment of this, everything in this show all leads back to Gregory Page because we keep talking. <laughs> That's to, true. Every, all roads lead to Gregory. <laughs> oh, another artist I'd love to have on this show at some point. Um, and I should say, um, we have actually, uh, you don't know it, DJ, but we, you, you worked on, a, on one of my songs. Really? I did? Yeah, yeah. It was a song that Willie Wisely produced. Right. Uh-huh. And right. we were working, he and I were working with uh, a fabulous comedian and historic train wreck, Andy Dick, my, my good friend. Right, He's right. done a lot yep. of work here at Starburns. And Andy and Anya Marina and I wrote a song called Murder Ballad Number Something or Other. 
don't mm-hmm. remember what it was, Murder Ballad, something. And we'd already talked about a Murder Ballad collaboration on John's thing, so that was kind of funny. And you, uh, I was very excited. Willie Wisely got you to play drums on it. With that. I think Lily Hayden plays violin on it. And I don't wow. even knew, I don't know if you remember the session at all. Do you remember? No, no. no I, I don't. None no. whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Willie Wisely just like snuck into you know like stuck a mic into your garage while you were practicing, and he, then he might have done that because I know he came to my house uh, I think once or twice and we recorded some vibes and you know I've done some things with him over the years and but I don't remember that for some reason maybe I went to his house or something and I don't know. <laughs> well, you did great work on it. He did great work. I, I, I believe I believe I did. I guess yeah. I, I do a lot of sessions, and I've, I've forgotten about that. And, and when, when everyone isn't there at the same time, you said you forget. Oh you yeah, that, I mean that's Willie. That was sort of how we made that whole. The, it was this thing. Like, I don't know if you've ever. We've been talking a lot about production, but if you are ever in the position where you're working, where you're producing a song with an artist who is uh, <clears throat> who has an outlandish personality. Um, right. Yep. Part of the game of it is like getting the most out of them, and then also getting them away from where people are working, because when because <laughs> yes, yes. they'll they'll disturb the session. Like you don't want to have. Sometimes you Andy really Dick, want that, you know, in the yeah, studio. Yeah. And then Andy other times, Dick you... isn't like that at all. I, I, I think I've done another session with him uh, <laughs> where he, when I wasn't there. Uh, it might have been the Dark Bob or or one of those someone like that. Um, I know it, it's funny how you end up on records with people and you've never met them, <laughs> or or very briefly. Yeah, and if you look at the credits, you think, "Wow, what was that like with Andy Dick and Willie Wisely and DJ Bonebreak and Lily Hayden and that synchronicity guy from right. Radio Eight Ball? What, right. what did they talk <laughs> exactly. about? Yeah, stuck in a room for two months. Yeah, two months. <laughs> Working on this murder ballad with Anya Marina. Oh, <clears throat> well. Anyway, I enough of that. I I, I had to bring that up because. Uh, you know, because I was wondering, sure? I always wondered if you knew what you were involved in or if it was like some sort of weird, like, you know, roofie situation, like musician roofie situation where you don't know no, what you're I don't, doing. I, I, obviously, I didn't. I woke up in the morning and I was on an, an Andy Dick record and I don't remember anything that happened to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah there must have been good uh, drugs or whatever, whatever, so, whatever he was doing. Uh, anyway, so maybe that's your question now for the Pop Oracle. But like, what happened to me? But uh, but what is your what is your question for the for the Pop Oracle, DJ? Well, well, I have to I have to pull it out of the air. Um, let's see. That's the, an you know DJ while you're thinking about it, that was one of the songs on the record, a song called "The Air Down There." <laughs> oh, hello. You still hear us there? You still with yes, us? Yes, I am. Yeah, I was just saying yeah. that there was a there was a song on that record. The record's called "The Darkest Day of the Year." I actually am pretty proud of it. And uh, there's a song on it called "The Air Down There," about uh, how much Andy Dick likes being nude. <laughs> he likes to feel the air down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who doesn't <laughs> sometimes? Why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes. So uh, you know, I'm just I'm just uh, you know riffing while I let you think of your question. Okay, well, I'll tell you, you know, it's gonna. It, this isn't my question. It's coming through a different source. Oh, I love it. And it's, I, I can see, I can see it coming. It, oh, this is a corny one, but it, it might have to, it might have to do with the songs. I don't know. Uh, what does the world need more of? Oh, that's where it's oh, kind of a generic oh! I thought question. there was going to be. I thought there was like this or that. Okay, this. Is, okay, what what does the world need more of? Would you mind picking your guitar up, Frank, and I'll and do it. Give me that chug while I. Oh yeah. yes, of course. 
Yes. Okay. Okay. So here we go. So hold on. Is he going to improvise something? And <laughs> improvise something. Okay. And now. To engage the Pop Oracle on your behalf, Cindy Wasserman is going to pick a card, any card. All right. Pick a card, any card, pick a card, any card, pick a card, any card, pick a card, any card. Song number four, <laughs> which is... Stereo. Oh. What does the world need more of? Stereo. Stereo. <laughs> I think that's the old stereo. It's like we need. It's like quadrophenia. It needs more stereo. This is for <laughs> double stereo. <laughs> Here we go. Like a dove from a gun, he said. Alone on the highway, and a voice spills out from the radio, telling things our way, but I can't let him know. Chills. 
Chills, people. Stereo from Dead Rock West. Oh, oh, that is what the world needs more of, is that kind of harmony. Oh, my God. Thank you, Andres. Oh, God, I love that song and the record, but just to be in the room, DJ, I hope it sounded good on the phone because... Oh, it, it sounded amazing. I hope, hope I didn't disturb you with... I was playing a little bit of snare drum. Oh, no, that's right. I wish I had tried. I wish I had the phone turned up, you know. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, I love it. In fact, my first question... Uh, I, I know this is probably going too long, so I don't want to talk much, but no. I, my first question was going to be, you know, well, how Frank and Cindy met, and then when did they realize they had something special, you know, singing together? Because... I mean, I'm amazed every time I hear them. You know, I'm just in awe of what they do. And, and you know, it, 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 DJ. <laughs> we love DJ. Yeah. So I want to know. I want to know. You know, I mean, I can. I mean, I can. I can really answer that question the best, probably because yeah. I'm the luckiest guy. You know, that I get to be in a in a in a duo with her because, you know, Cindy does a lot of of uh, singing on on other people's records. You know, we just we just sang on the new Jim White record, as a matter of fact. And I you know while I'm doing the oohs and ahs, she's doing a duet with Jim White, and you know it it she she pretty much transforms any singer she sings with uh, and, uh, you know, she's sung on records uh, with Mark Olson on his records and, um, you know, J John Doe's records and, and loads of people, just uh, Greg, lots of Gregory Page records she's sung on. And the, the, the reason is, is people want to have her is because she does something very unique in that she not only brings support to what you are and what you're singing, but she also somehow keeps her character in her voice. She's not homogenous. She's not generic. She has her own sound and tone. It's like the earth. It's deep and it's rich, and she blends yeah, with anybody. I mean, I've heard it with many, many different artists. <laughs> you know, it's true. Yeah, so it's like, you know, I mean... Yeah. We didn't realize it. I realized it. She had a band called Starbilly that Gregory Page was producing, mm -hmm. and I was in the band, me and David J. Carpenter, the bass player. We were part of the backup band for her, and mm -hmm. I just pretty much, when I first heard her sing, um, I just made it up in my mind, like, I'm going to figure out how to sing with her, you know? Oh. So, so I mean, that's, I mean, you know, she sounds good with anybody. I'm just lucky. When you wrote this song, and I know not, not I know not to try and get you to explain it, but was I mean obviously there's something about um, some songs seem like they are they're about what they're about, but they also are about the band that's singing it. Think about like uh, I'm trying to think like my generation. Hope I die before I get old. It it that has this feeling of like it's a song, but it's also a statement about the band. And so the way you're singing when you sing in stereo like oh. that it just makes me wonder if the song is a little bit of a manifesto of like your vibe you're saying hey you're listening to us in stereo and here we are well, having this amazing blend. that was that was cindy's idea and that idea came from the everly brothers which was the record that we put out before more love we we learned so much about harmony singing by learning those everly brothers songs one of yeah. the things that they taught us is that uh unison is good and that's what we're doing on that part that's so powerful. We're just singing in unison. But we learned that from X, too. And we learned that you know, from, well, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, but for me, it was a lot of it was sent home with the Everly Brothers yeah. that, oh, unison is, is so great, you know, because we were learning those songs. But Cindy, she was the one said, hey, let's let's do that. You know, let's uh, 
Well, that's a really interesting. It makes me think of, of, of something because what about the distinction? And this is something that if you're a musician, you may not. If you're not a musician, you may not get. Especially if you never worked in the studio. But if you are, I think you will. The difference between doubling and singing in unison. Yeah. Like what? Because what you're talking about is when you, that she, that she retained that. Each of you retains the quality of your voice. So the goal isn't to double. Like doubling right. is a thing you do, but you're basically doing the same thing as doubling. But there's a, a tremendous difference. Right. Subtle though it is between unison and doubling. Right. Correct. No. No. You don't think so? No, they're the same thing. That's that's saying really? the same thing twice. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, when you double something, you're singing it in unison. You're doubling. But I think it. The, the goal of doubling is to sound like it's to n- not sound like two voices. Whereas the goal of singing in unison is to have two voices, very distinct voices, singing the same note, but not trying to m- just make one note thicker. <laughs> I don't know, man. That just that just doesn't make sense to me. But okay. Well, I uh, I can <laughs> get it. I mean, you know, we're trying to blend together. We're trying to make a sound that's bigger than than two voices separate. And, um, you know, while it's just from singing so long together, we're not trying to, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, that's just. Well, then let's bring it back to, to DJ. So when you were asking that question of what does the world need more of, I know you were just pulling it out of the ether, but sometimes the most random thing, like this whole show, is idea. the idea is that the most random things can be the most profound. So having heard all of this, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? I, I think I think uh, I think what the world needs more of. Yes, it answered my question. Not, not necessarily stereo. Stereo is good. You know, mono is good. Yeah. But uh, Frank and Cindy, Dead Rock West. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think DJ was hoping I'd pull the card for more love in the pop oracle. Yes, that's card. right. Right. Of course. The word I was world too. I was needs more forward. love. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to say one more thing about their harmonies. It's something I. I found interesting is that they you know they they work out a lot of the parts but sometimes they improvise it like if 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 frank goes high cindy goes low they have a spontaneity about it but they're just kind of playing sometimes they're playing off of each other which is something that absolutely amazes me you know i mean i know that you know jazz people do that all the time but a lot of you know rock singers or you know pop singers what i don't know you know what but you know non-jazz singers they 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 stick to particular parts a lot of the time they work it out and there's there's some spontaneity that they do because they know each other's singing style so well and tell me am i am i wrong about that it's i i've, I've seen you do it <laughs> no that's true thanks for noticing that dj yeah again do. that's cindy you know that's i can if i want to go somewhere she'll go with me it's just you know well and then we discover yeah. it by accident but then we make it a thing once we hear it and find it we sort of go, oh, that's really cool. Oh, you, oh, you might stick with it. Okay. Exactly. So you're, you're, so you're rehearsing on stage. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> like, well, okay, that was good. Let's do it again. <laughs> so not every band does that. They, we rehearse on stage. We and, rehearse you know, while we're performing. Uh, it saves money. You know, you have to, you know, if you have to go to a rehearsal studio, you know. Exactly. You pay them money. But if you play a gig, they pay you and you can rehearse. Oh, uh, I, like, I like that style. If you're good enough, you can do that. So, uh, the the yeah. only thing I'll just say, you know, like for me, I I'm, I always think about the people who are listening to this, and they're not really li- they're they're listening from their own perspective of what does the world need more of for me, whoever's listening, and they're listening to this show, Radio Eight Ball, a song spills out of the radio, 
telling things our way, but I can't let him know. Like, I just, I, I, I'm always curious about like the person who's out there and they hear this, what the world needs more of, they're actually getting it as music and synchronicity and stereo. And when I think of stereo, like what we're talking about is talking about collaboration, about taking two things and, you know, either splitting them or putting together or merging them, depending upon how you look at it. And uh, yeah, so I just want to present that for out for the people out there. And also in, in even the DJ, like we're both now we have we have actually have two DJs in the studio. That's right. One who's Whoa, that's yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so double DJ, stereo DJs, right? <laughs> stereo DJs. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, a lot, a, lot, a lot of stuff there. And, and I mean, I think in a way there's anything with that song and all of the other songs, all the songs are great, but there's a way that I just feel like anything you could say after that song sort of pales to the experience of the song. Ah, oh, that's the best explanation. <laughs> that's best background. That's the best everything. That's, you know, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I sometimes think I'm like the Abner Doubleday of this game that people will play in the future. <laughs> and I always imagine that people will look at the games that we play now, the way we look at old old pictures of people playing baseball, and like, why are they doing it? Like, they don't like those gloves. Those are not gloves, and those are not. That's they don't have the, the people are standing on the field, and I always feel like they'll look people in the future if they play this game. They're like, why do they talk about it? You, know, you should ask the question, play the song, and then say good night, <laughs> right? And then let the audience like <laughs> make it like you got the answer. You don't need to talk about. It. But there would be a very, you know it wouldn't be much of a podcast, and I'd be out of a job. Well, you know, <laughs> right. true that. That's true. But Frank would love that. He wants to. He no, wants. He, I, wants to, he wants to get rid of anyone talking listen, about I don't, the song. I, I, you know, I don't <laughs> want to be obstinate. That is the theme. You know, and I, I, I really, I, you know, I, I, I start. I, I, you know. No, we had Jeffrey Gaines in here yesterday, and he was having the same difficulties with this. Certain songwriters, it, they, they, uh, it brings it out of them. The thing I've noticed, Dan is Byrne like, has been on the show. He hates. Like he's been on the show so many times, and because he's a friend, but you can tell that. He's like you. He's a songwriter. This format is not. It's just a different yeah. way of thinking. You know, you got people from Nashville where they, they'll sit and they'll, you know, you see them on stage and they'll just talk about the song for 10 minutes before they play a three-minute song, you know. And that's, a lot of people really love that. And a lot of, I think songwriters do enjoy talking about the song and it's sort of like a preface to a book. Um, you know, Frank there's is, no harm Frank. in it. But, you just enjoy talking. You don't enjoy talking about the song. You just didn't like talking. <laughs> Let's face it. What do you mean? Am I talking too much? <laughs> you love talking about not talking. <laughs> you like talking about not talking. But well, I, you know, let's all keep it existential. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's very Bob Dylan, too. I mean, there's a certain kind of songwriter, and I think it's just it's uh, it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just a way that you re relate to no, this No, that's art. why we love it. There's all yeah. different kinds of ways with music, you know? Right. And I have the answer to the question. What the world needs more of is more DJ. More DJ. That is the answer yes. for the pop no, oracle. No, well, DJ, DJ, well, more DJ. I guess DJ. we're reproducing as we speak. <laughs> so, so they'll, they'll be visiting the studio any moment Do now. It. I want six or seven in the next 20 minutes. Marching DJs. Yeah. Well, yeah, they'll, uh, be, they'll be They'll come in. They'll be very scary. They'll look like... like uh, like uh, uh, mannequins, and they'll come in and they'll be moving their <laughs> arms. Could you make them look exceedingly happy? I think that's important yeah, in this day and age. Happy. You have they'll to always be, be positive, you. and you have to always be exceedingly happy. Well, you know, uh, so, 
Yeah, I, I think that, uh, and I, I hope that's not a bad thing that we have also, we have a double murder ballad. We had the murder ballad before. Everything's doubling up here, which makes sense because we have a duo. And, they, you know, yeah. so we're going to have a lot of binary, a lot of yin-yang, a lot of like the lover's card kind of uh, archetypal energy. So it makes sense. Makes sense. Stereo, what the world needs more of is multiplicity, duality. And with that... Before I let you go, is there anything you want to let our listeners know about projects you're working on? Things, you know, bees in your bonnet, DJ? I don't know. I don't know if there's anything. No. I mean, you know, I do projects here and there. I do this and that. He just did a tour with the Flesh Eaters. Oh, right. I don't know. I'm not promoting anything really right now. That's okay. Uh, Frank is promoting for you that you just came off a tour <laughs> with the Flesh Eaters. So yeah, which is yeah, only no, the greatest rock and roll band in, in the yes, history of humankind. And, uh, yeah, we'll do some X shows here and there, and you know we just celebrated our 40th anniversary now, the 41st. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> just keep keep going on. I know. I know. Yeah. So, um, cool. yeah, that's about it. And uh, it was it was a pleasure being on the show and. Uh, um, I guess you have an, another guest. Yes, waiting in the wings. Uh, Do you have any messages for her? Um, just let the question come. Just let it flow through. Don't don't anticipate it. Just uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Tell her that the previous guest didn't know what they were talking about, and you can do much better. <laughs> okay. How about that? You're awesome. Thanks for listening to Radio Eight Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Ball Show. It's a good show. <laughs>